The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So our experience, the experience of our, when we become mindful, what we recognize, what our experience is made up of are kind of these interwoven processes of body and mind. And it's very easy to kind of have it all lumped together and not really recognize that there are these different processes at work. And so it's sometimes useful to just explore a little bit to get to know these different processes so that we see how they relate to each other. The physical body, I think it's very easy, actually, in my own experience, I saw uh, early on, pretty early on in my practice, that there were ways in which, when I noticed what, what I was experiencing in my physical body, that there were things that I assumed were physical but that were actually a mental, something the mind that was doing. And so um, learning about this, these actual sensation, the sensation level of experience, the guided meditation that I took you through is exploring a part of the teachings of the Buddha, looking at our physical experience from an elemental perspective. The um, In the time of the Buddha, they understood the elements of the body to be composed of earth, air, fire, and water. And the, the, the various sensations that um, we experience, you know, we can kind of roughly categorize them in ways that are related to those four. So the earth element is that, that aspect of hardness, of... of um, you know, weight or solidity, stiffness, that kind of thing, just the, the kind of the, that aspect of experience, the hard, hard element of our physical experience. And we, we can touch into that quality as we did in the guided meditation, tasting a little bit of that, those sensations, the hardness, the contact of our body against the chair or cushion. We maybe can t- touch into that or touch into the experience of the kind of solidity of our bones at times, maybe just a sense of there being some firmness in our body. Then the air element is the aspect of movement, the physical sensations that relate to movement. So the physical body moving, my hand moving right now, that's understood to be related to air element. And then all of the moving aspects of, of all of the aspects of movement, um, any vibratory or pulsing or tingling qualities of our physical experience, these are also understood to be an aspect of the air element. We don't have to think of it in terms of the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water, if that doesn't resonate for you. But there can be, you know, just thinking about it in terms of aspects of solidity, of movement, of moisture, and temperature. Those those aspects of our physical experience. We went through those in the, in the guided meditation. 
a little bit. To me, the, um, the exploration of this level of experience helped me to kind of drop below the concept level of experience, the concept of our body. You know, sometimes when I, I, I talk to people, I ask people to describe what they're experiencing in their sensations. And they might say, well, I'm feeling my shoulder or I'm feeling my hand. And shoulder is a concept. What they're saying is that they're feeling sensations in the area of their shoulder, where the shoulder is located. Or what they're saying is they're feeling sensations that are in the area of the hand. But we're so, we're so um, used to relating to our experience through concept that we sometimes, you know, almost um, miss the actual sensation thinking about the concept. This is, this is, a, this is an, air, an aspect of a mental experience. The concept, the idea of our experience is our mind creating that, that concept. And concepts are useful. They're really useful. But they are not the direct experience of body. And so this is an aspect um, to begin to be curious about. If you think you're feeling your knee or your foot, maybe be curious about, well, what are the sensations in there? Are they, um, you know, are they um, pressure or tension or tightness or pulling or pushing or hardness or softness? What are the actual sensations? in your body. So these, I think these, I, I like to think of these elemental experiences, the, the kind of the, the, these elemental uh, sensation level of experiences as being kind of the way our body communicates with us. This level of experience is how our body contacts the world. The sensitivity of our body meets the world through these kinds of sensations. Our body isn't contacting the world through the through hand. It contacts it through pressure and movement and and you know just sensitivity. It, it, it's it's not it's not a hand in terms of the physical sensations. It's this very sensitive. Gill sometimes uses the analogy of sponge. You know that you know just like a sponge will just absorb the liquid when you put it in contact with the liquid. It's kind of like our, our system, our physical being, kind of just absorbs sensation. And we can feel them. We can feel these sensations. So it's kind of like how our body communicates with us. And it's a very um, elemental kind of experience. So much of what we think of as physical sensation, like, um, you know, we, we might think of um, um, pain as being physical sensation. And there are aspects of physical sensation that come together to create the experience of pain. But there's a lot coming together in the experience of pain. There's some of these elemental sensations you know, maybe a, a, a tension or a tightness or a pressure. 
there's actually a quite a dynamic moving quality around pain that's kind of dancing and vibrating and pulsing, maybe sharp, sparking kinds of sensations. So that, that's kind of the sensation level of experience. And then there is how the mind is, how the mind is um, relating to those experiences or connecting to those experiences as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. That is actually a mental experience. The, in, the, it, it's an interpretation of the experience, often based on context, based on a lot of things, based on the situation that we're in, based on what we're thinking about, based on many things, uh, based on context, our, our mind will understand those physical sensations as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Now, that's a little bit hard to understand about physical sensations. It seems so much that it is a physical thing. You know, like if we cut ourselves with a knife, it's like pretty much everybody experiences that as unpleasant. You know, it's it's not, it's, it, it's, uh, it seems so directly connected to the, 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 the physical, the physical sensation, the, the burning or the pulsing or the, uh, that, that's connected with that, cutting yourself with a knife. But there actually have been some studies, I think actually modern day science actually agrees with this, that the, um, this aspect of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral is a mental experience. There's some studies that were done around um, telling people, you know, give, t- t- first, first in this study, they had people rate various sensations about, um, you know, a, a very mild shock, a kind of a mild shock is whether they, it was, it was, it was unpleasant or how unpleasant, mildly unpleasant or, or strongly unpleasant. So it was a kind of a shock, a, a mild shock or a stronger shock. And they were asked to rate them as very unpleasant and strongly unpleasant, which they did. And pretty much everybody rated them the same way in that very, in that, in that initial round. And then they were in a, in a, the second part of the experiment was they were shown, they were shown on a screen what kind of shock they were going to be getting. And, um, you know, when they were, uh, told in advance that they were going to be getting a milder, the milder shock instead of getting the stronger shock. You know, they were told, you know, you're going to get the, the mild shock or the strong shock, the mild shock or the strong shock. When the, when the, they got the mild shock, when they were told they were going to get the mild shock, they experienced it, they rated it as pleasant. And they actually, their brains actually experienced it as pleasant. So this, this to me is a, is a, is a very interesting kind of pointing to the, the experience of the, the feeling tone, the, the, the pleasant and pleasant neutral aspect being something that our minds are doing. And so when you notice an experience as pleasant or unpleasant, that is an extra kind of layer. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not made up, but it is, a, um, an, an extra activity in our mind that is processing the information of the physical realm to interpret it or understand it as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And then based on that pleasant or unpleasant, we often have an experience of liking or not liking. We like the pleasant, we don't like the unpleasant. 
And sometimes we eat, we conflate those too. We think that if something is pleasant, well, then the liking is just in the pleasantness. Or if something's unpleasant, then the, then the not liking is in the unpleasantness. But that's actually an, yet another layer uh, on top of the, of the, uh, of the experience. So there's the physical experience, the pleasant, unpleasant, and then the liking, not liking. And then even on top of that can be further emotional reactivity, hating, frustration, confusion, sadness, all kinds of reactivity that's built on top of that. And so in terms of an exploration of this, you know, these, these mental experiences and the difference between the physical and the mental, I found it really useful to get to know really well that physical realm. To know what actually the physical sensations are. Because so often we think we're reacting to something physical. We think that we're like, that, that we can't stand something that's physical. A pain, for instance, the pain, the pain, you know, which is composed of the, the sensations plus the, um, plus the, uh, pleasantness, the unpleasantness that's associated with those physical sensations, which is the mental piece on top. And then the idea of pain, which often comes with a whole host of thoughts about fear for the future or what if this keeps going? So the mind, the mind then proliferating ideas around it. And all of that together creates this kind of complex of pain in our, in our body. And it's not entirely physical. Some of it is physical and a lot of it is mental. And so it's really interesting to explore you know, what actually is the uh, physical experience that we're having? And this, um, this exploration around the, um, the elements may give you a way in to explore when you think you're reacting to something in the body, you maybe could explore, well, what actually is happening in the body? What are the actual sensations there? And what's going on in the mind? You know, what part of it is physical and what part of it is mental? This has been so helpful for me because our reactivity, our suffering, our stress is created in our minds. There can be unpleasant sensation in the body. There can be the experience of unpleasantness associated with bodily experience. And there be no reactivity to it at all. It's just recognized as, oh, there's there's sensation and there's unpleasantness associated with it. That, that the, the reactivity isn't actually about the pleasantness or unpleasantness. It's built on top of the pleasantness or unpleasantness. And so when we think we're reacting to something in the body, usually we're actually reacting to the pleasant or unpleasant quality, which is something in our minds. Or we're reacting to some kind of idea about what's happening. And a concept or an idea. So that's another place that's really useful to begin to explore the, the difference. So I talked a little bit about the feeling um, that happens in the mind, the 
idea, the, the, the emotional kind of reactivity that happens. But there's another set of process that happens, which is the recognition of, of our experience, the, the, what we think is happening and our ideas about it. So the concepts and ideas we have about something. So, you know, for instance, this might, this might, um, um, you might notice this, for instance, around sitting in meditation and you hear a sound. Hearing is a kind of, there's a physical experience, the contact of the, the sound with the ear. And that has its own kind of qualities of pitch and tone that are related to the hearing. And that's what hearing is, is pitch and tone. Hearing itself is pretty neutral, unless it's a very, very loud sound, in which case it's actually more of the physical contact with the eardrum that's painful. You know, that, that the, that it's like almost damaging the ear. It's a hard pressure on the ear that's painful. It's not the actual sound that is painful. And so, you know, if we're reacting to a sound, if we don't like a sound, it's usually because we, we have an idea about what that sound is. We've perceived it. We've recognized it to be something. A leaf blower, for instance, when we're meditating a leaf blower, maybe even a leaf blower in the distance, not terribly loud. But the, the, the idea that there's a leaf blower is, is what we don't like. It's not necessarily, it's not actually the sound itself that we react to. It's the, it's the idea that it's something that is disturbing my meditation. <laughs> and so that this is where it's it's really interesting. Whenever there's suffering, whenever there's some kind of struggle, look at what is actually happening. You know, what do I think I'm reacting to? Okay, I think I'm reacting to a sound, or I think I'm reacting to a pain in my knee. And then be curious about, well, what is the actual physical part of this? What's the actual physical sound? Well, it's this vibrating, buzzing sound that's in my ear, not very loud. And what else is going on? Well, there's the idea I'm seeing a guy out there with a leaf blower. So there's that thought that's going on. And I'm reacting to that. So we might see that we're, what we're reacting to is the thought, not the sound itself. This is quite supportive for helping us to begin to understand how our minds work and where reactivity actually comes from. So that's, I think that's, that's enough for me right now. I'm curious if there's any thoughts or questions or reflections on what I've shared. Oh, sorry, Sally. Well, it seems like the more sensitive I am to these various flavors of experience, the further I get away from my thoughts. It's very helpful. That's true, actually. The, the more we actually contact this physical realm, the, the, the mind gets, gets less, um, less interested in the thinking in a way. You know, it's, 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 the attention is taken by the, the physical 
um, side of things. And then it can become easier to actually see when thoughts are coming up. Yeah. Actually, somebody wrote a question that feels like it might be, I could potentially um, talk about it right now. That The question was, can we get lost in physical experiences? They're um, used to understanding what it means to get lost in thought, but is it possible to get lost in physical experience? And what I would say is that mostly if you're actually with the physical experience, aware of the physical experience, you're, you're probably not getting lost in it. And so that, that is one way to, like, if you're aware of your body, you're, you're in the present moment because the body is in the present moment. However, it is possible to um, kind of absorb into something related to physical sensation. We might like be noticing like with the breath, for instance, with concentration practice, we're paying attention to the breath and we, we can get absorbed into physic, the physicality or the sensation of the breath a little bit. And then, you know, there's, there's a way that we can get lost in the breath through concentration where there's not a lot of mindfulness. We can kind of get absorbed in the physical experience. But what, what's actually happening there is that we're getting absorbed into the idea of the physical experience. So it's, it's not so much actually getting lost in the physical sensations as it is kind of, kind of hooking to an idea of the physical sensation and then kind of getting lost in that. The, the proliferation, he, they, the person who wrote the question asked about physical proliferation and that proliferation quality, which is what you were pointing to a little bit, Sally, you know, the kind of the mind that just goes off into thought, you know, that proliferation is um, a mental experience, not a physical experience. So, yeah, it's, it's very helpful to connect with the body because it's much harder to get lost when we're connected to the physical experience. Thank you for that. Yeah, Fred. One of the things that keeps coming to me is the, you know, I I I experience bodily things, but it seems to me that they are all mediated through my mind. Well, the experience is mediated through the mind. I mean, we don't know anything. The quality of knowing is a mental experience. And we don't know anything without the mind. Um, so yes, it is all mediated through the mind. And that's, that's part of why it's so useful to begin to be curious about the, the physical experience as much as possible. I mean, like the physical experience and the knowing of the physical experience. That's still mediated through the mind. But then there's also, you know, so besides the, the knowing of it and the physical experience, there's the idea of what the physical experience is, the hand or the knee or whatever it is. So the concept of the physical experience is another kind of um, 
aspect. And then there's the relationship to it. I like it. I don't like it. It's pleasant. It's unpleasant. So all of those pieces are like pulled together into the experience. And most of the time, we're not really seeing them as separate. And so, you know, part of part of the value to kind of teasing them apart a little bit, when we don't have to do this all the time, but part of the value of teasing them apart a little bit is to begin to understand, you know, that there, these are these processes coming together. Mm -hmm. That is the mind mediating experience and that it's not me doing it. It's, it's, um, it's a process, you know, like the, the knowing process just happens. The perceiving process just happens. The feeling process just happens. And as we start to tease these apart and begin to be curious about the various processes of body and mind, we start to see that they are processes. That's another value to this exploration. We see that they are processes and that there is this, this mind that's doing these things that's like not me doing it. So that kind of knowing that it's mediated by the mind, that's, there's a, there's a, um, that's the beginning of the understanding of the, um, the process nature of our experience and the conditioned nature of our experience, all of which, which, all of which helps us to begin to not be so identified with what this body and mind are doing. So it's, it's useful to see that it's mediated, it's absolutely mediated by the mind. <laughs> and it's all, you know, it, the other piece of that is that we begin to have some respect that I can't actually know what's out there. You know, it's like everything I'm experiencing is created in this mind and that's what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing what this mind is knowing and the influence of ideas and views and opinions is so easy to just get entwined in there and obscure. And, and, and we might think we're seeing something in a particular way, but really what we're seeing is we're seeing it through our views and our opinions and our ideas. So understanding that it's all mediated through the mind is really, really useful. And I think this beginning to, to see this, you know, see what the bodily experience is and then all the processes that are related to it helps us to recognize that that it is all mediated by mind. Yeah. Thank you, Fred. Thank you.